This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What is up? March 25th and a new episode of Pine Tar for breakfast. Tomorrow is supposed to be opening day. That's not happening. Let's get over it. That's something that we have to do. Uh, but it's something I could bring to you is Scott Fransky. So Scott Fransky is going to join me right here on Pine Tar for breakfast. We're going to talk a lot of things about where the game is right now. MLBPA and, and Major League Baseball have been uh, negotiating some things as they've had to. This is, again, this is a had to um, in the business world of of, of this sport and, and to move it forward. So uh, this is not anything about, you know, curing the coronavirus. This is, again, a hopeful time for us to bring a little smile, a little laughter, a little, you know, maybe some seriousness at the same time. So stay tuned. Pine Tar for breakfast. Scott Fransky's joining me right here. Coming up next. What up? And welcome to another episode of Pine Tar for Breakfast. I'm your host, Kevin Franzen, and I am a voice. I'm, I'm, like, I'm the third wheel. I am the silent voice of your Philadelphia Phillies broadcast crew. Scott Fransky, the play-by-play man, is going to be on in just a second as we want to make sure that we have a disclaimer here in, in saying that this podcast is not for, you know, the trying to cure everything that's going on right now it's it's something that it is out of our hands but what we can do is bring laughter what we can do is bring a little bit of smile and hope and and talking about baseball and that's what we're gonna do Um, that's the best thing I know how to do and that's what I'm gonna try so with that being said let's bring on the best play-by-play announcer in the game the man going up Against Harry Callis in the the final Fransky in L.A. Twitter handle poll of greatest <laughs> Phillies announcers, Scott Fransky. Scott, how are you? I'm great. How are you, Kevin? Well, it's been a while. Uh, yeah, you know, the, just the, I told you, just the fact that you're actually in the finals of that is incredible. Oh. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I'll take it. I'll take well, it. Um, I've asked you before. I, know, I mean, like, I know who gets. I know who gets my vote. <laughs> I know you voted for yourself. It's crazy. You're just all about yourself. <laughs> um, so, you know, you had the, the the short time in in being able to work with Harry and, and see how he went about his business. Uh, a Hall of Famer and himself, and you have Eric Nadell, who you, you know is your mentor and everything. You know, just to be in that list, and I get it, it's like a fun list trying to pass time. What does that mean? Uh, I mean, anything like that is, is very humbling. Uh, I mean, that guy set the standard. Um, HK was, you know, not only did he set a standard, but I mean, he's just one of a kind. He's just 
terribly unique. And um, I don't put myself in that category. I, 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 I just don't put myself in that kind of a category. So it's, uh, it's very, very humble for sure. Do you put L.A. in the Whitey category? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, I mean, Whitey was, uh, again, unique, singular, uh, did everything for the organization. But and I don't know, I, I think it's probably unfair to try to compare guys along those lines, because I, I just think I mean, they're both whether it's L.A. or Whitey uh or yourself or anyone else who's done this job, you are you and you are unique. And, um, uh, I think they're both, yeah, well, I mean, I think they're, we're talking about people that are all good at what they do. And, you know, in the case of those two guys, um, the longevity they had in this organization, um, almost nobody can rival what, uh, Richie Ashburn, you know, did for this, organization for the city and, and for the amount of time spent in the organization uh and and larry's starting to you know collect the the, the notches on the wall that he, he you know year by year he's he's up there i mean i think um i you know i know people have brought it up to me before but um and and i i will advocate for it um till my dying day but i i think larry anderson belongs on our wall of fame uh, for the oh. phillies uh, Everything 100%. that he's done for our organization. Now, I'm not saying there aren't other people, you know, that are also deserving. And it's hard to put somebody in all the time and, and do something different every year and all that. kind. Of, but, I mean, what he's done for our organization, um, you know, uh, as much as a broadcaster, as a coach, as a player, as a, uh, as a popular figure uh, in our community, um, I think he belongs on that wall. I, I really do. So, hopefully, uh, hopefully that will happen someday for him. There doesn't need to be a, th- a thought on that. It should just happen. I, I, I'm just saying because when you talk about embodying what it means to be a, a part of the Philadelphia Phillies franchise, not just the city, just the, the Phillies franchise, Larry's it. I do think of him because he has not only been on some of the, the greatest teams that are or, or the most well-known teams that have ever been here, but yeah, how he represents himself, the, the, the team always – uh, the realness behind it. No one embodies that better. I I just don't like that. There's certain things that like you you don't want to question people on, but that's a that that's a no brainer. Is having Larry Anderson on the Wall of Fame because number one, we want to hear his speech. <laughs> I mean, that'd be tremendous. We just want to know that he can still get out of bed most days. To be honest with you, but. Like, what do you think Larry's right? doing right now? Um, I honestly don't think this uh, global pandemic has changed his life dramatically. I, I don't think he left his condo very often. It's allowed him to stay in Florida for longer. But, I mean, I don't think he gets out a whole lot anyway these days. So, um, I, you know, the fact I know he watches the news and, and so he knows about uh, the 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 coronavirus and the pandemic and the outbreak. But as for it affecting his everyday life, I, I don't know if it's had that big effect on him because kind of, he just stays put. He didn't get out a whole lot. Of- I'm just going to be honest with you. I haven't really seen you much and talked to you at all. So this is kind of fun to get catch up at least, and everything. But uh, right. I mean, we've always managed to stay six feet apart. Yeah. Yeah. 
the vanilla folder that he brought out this year uh-huh. with all the notes and everything, I mean, that thing's got to be expanding now. Like, we were thrown well, off by all the big league prep he did. Right. Like, this, this is going to be insane now. Yeah, and just think, all this information he's collecting, how is he ever going to fit it into a shortened schedule? Right. You know what I mean? Like, he – he now presumably, you know, he was only going to work half the games anyway. So you're only talking about 81. And now, who knows what the schedule will look like once we get after it? Um, the energy is going to be out there. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be off the charts, Kev. Absolutely. So I, in this time, I mean, we we've talked about this plenty. Is uh, you know, we were in Florida at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, our goal in just being broadcasters or whatever is not we're not curing anything. We can't. What we can is give hope and and you know talk about baseball, talk about the Phillies and and everything, um, and hopefully draw some laughter, some smiles from people for a little bit. When you think about what's going on in our world right now, and without sports and with all this family time that's going on for a lot of people that don't have it normally. Uh, where, what's the end road do you like see this year? I mean, is it for is, for baseball or for, for baseball? All of us? Uh, you know, um, I I really am having a hard time handicapping uh, where this thing goes. I mean, I know we're we're looking at um, we're looking at things hyper locally um, and with good reason. You know what we're doing in our communities, our counties, our cities, our states. Uh, in terms of, uh, you know, stopping the spread of this. Um, But I think we also look globally and we look back a couple of months, two, three months to see, you know, and from a baseball standpoint, we're looking to see what Korea and Japan are up to because they have professional sports leagues that are now, you know, starting to head down that road of playing and whatnot. So, uh, but I I just have a hard time handicapping uh, where this is going to go. Obviously, we're we're right in the... um, thick of it right now and and we're just going to have to uh, wait it out for a little while longer to see where it goes i'll try to do our part um to keep it contained and um and just kind of make the most of what we have i know there's a lot of people suffering um i know there's a lot of people um you know obviously out of work and and not sure you know what's going to happen next where their next paycheck is going to come from and that's real and it's sobering and it's tough for a lot of people in this country and like you said if we can you know try to help put a smile on somebody's face with um, by talking about baseball i i just uh, i'd love to get out there i'd love to be able to to, to bring somebody a baseball game right now that would yeah. be i mean that's that's what i do um that's what i do for a living and i'd love to be able to share that with people somehow some way right now uh, even if it can bring just a tiny little bit of comfort and I think a tiny bit of normalcy to to the lives uh, they're they're having to lead right now. It's crazy to think that sport, just not even just an individual sport, but just sport in general, how much it changes people's thoughts and, and yeah. gets everything off for like whether it's two hours, an hour, whatever it may be, that, that anxiety, the sadness um, – and we don't have that. Yeah, it, it is a big void for a lot of people. And I know, uh, you know, it's not for everybody. Um, but I think when you, you know, we 
we talk about, oh, somebody has a bad day at work, they want to go home and turn the game on. Um, they want to be able to turn the game on and escape for a couple of hours. And it may not even be to watch a whole game, it might be just to tune into part of it. Um, and when you think about the fact that uh, they might be a basketball fan, not a baseball fan. Well, they don't have basketball either. They might be a hockey fan, not a baseball fan. They don't have hockey either. Mm-hmm. And they got nothing. Uh, they got none of these things to fall back on. And I know a lot of people are having fun trying to uh, spend some of that time maybe reliving some past events or whatever. Um, I, uh, I And if that gives them some joy and, and uh, helps them pass some time, that's great. But uh, it's, it is a big void for a lot of people. And uh, I think for us, you and I and everybody who does this kind of work for a living, it's always a good reminder whenever it is that we get back to it. Um, how important it is as an entertainment outlet. And uh, yes, we're reporting. Yes, we're telling them uh, the good news and the bad news of their favorite team. Um, but we're also trying to entertain them for three hours. I throw up BS. I'm not, I don't know about You know that. what I mean? Well, yeah, I mean, it's radio. <laughs> so how are they going to fact check you? Exactly. Right? I mean, say whatever you want. If you say it quickly and confidently, most people will believe you. <laughs> <laughs> right it's true it's true i've told you this like uh, when we we're uh you know self-distancing and everything was <laughs> the, the the fact that for me i feel like a fan if i'm taking my fan in me like you can't bitch about what's going on with your team if the season gets going at some point because the void has been there for so long and it, not only just with the individual sport in baseball it's all sports so i'm like yeah just enjoy it like this is the year that like if you get an opportunity to have a season and get something going just enjoy it and let us talk us you know all through it and and hopefully entertain more than anything yeah i agree um i I mean that and i think a lot of people will feel that way at the outset (laughs) And I think the more that life returns to normal and the more they watch and listen and follow and go to games and everything, the more the old, uh, the old way of looking at, at, at sports and at life probably will return somewhat. But, um, you know, again, um, I do feel like we're, we're uh, you know, as a sport, um, I know a lot of people have talked about we've got this break. We've got a very unique opportunity to maybe do some things differently and see what that does from a fan engagement standpoint. And I know a lot of people are spending a lot of time putting some thought into it and trying to brainstorm ways that they can maybe improve the sport going forward or how they're going to make this happen in this particular very unique year. Um, I don't know. There, there's some pretty big questions to be answered and uh, I'm interested to see what they come up with. For, for someone that has been doing this for years now and, and 162 means something um, yeah. Not only just in in the actual playing world, but for yourself, broadcasting. Uh, what equates a season to you, especially this year where everything is cut short? Like, is, is there a number that you could say definitively? Whoever wins the World Series, that is the world champ. Because there's a lot of people questioning. Well, you can't determine who the world champ is. I'm I, I'm going to sit here and say, personally. If we have a season, when we have a season, that's a season. <laughs> the fact that we're, we're winning and, and actually playing some games this year would be a huge, huge win. Right. I think whatever they decide it's going to be will be 
uh, whatever it will be, will be. Um, we will always be able to look back on it as fans of the game, as unofficial historians of the game and say, oh, that was the year of the coronavirus. Oh, that was the year of the strike. Uh, oh, that was the year where they had to split the season in half because of a labor stoppage. Oh, that was the year the Astros cheated to win the World Series, right? I mean, we're all going to be like that. We all know that sort of stuff. So we're all going to remember those things. Um, and I know people have talked about, well, you know, if you if, if you if you did the playoffs last year in a hundred and uh, 20 game season, well, the Nationals wouldn't have been. Well, OK, <laughs> yes, that's true. But we can say that about any season. Um, if we had played 172 games last year, maybe the Nationals wouldn't have made it. I don't know. I mean, yeah. like it's it's um, th- those are all just it's like the argument to me about um, should you have five teams in the playoffs or seven teams in the playoffs or uh, should you go back to two teams in each league? And the, I mean, oh, it's going to make from a better race down the stretch. Well, there's always going to be different numbers every year. Every year is different. Every year is in and of itself different. And this year is going to be very different. But I think we're all smart enough to say, look, if the season is 60 games, if that's all we can get, and then we have to make some sort of playoff arrangement, then let's do that. Um, because I think it means a lot to the sport. Now, the for me, I, I find one of the more intriguing questions to be like, well, if you play a 40-game season, what does that do for a, a player's service time, a player that is awaiting free agency at the end of this season? Um, if you don't play a season at all, does JT Real Muto become a free agent at the hmm. end of the year? If you don't play a season, if you play a 40-game season, does he become a free agent at the end of the year? I mean, by strict old-school service time rules, right, he doesn't. Yeah. Right? Yep. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know how they're going to um, – but then – you know these players aren't in a in a caps time capsule. They're still getting older, and they're yep. missing. You know, say in JT's case, he's going to miss one year of the prime of his career, um, or Bryce Harper one year in the prime of his career if you don't play. So I, I think certainly from a revenue standpoint, um, if you can play sixty games, you play sixty games, um, yep. and and whatever the historians say about it, that'll be the tag, that'll be the asterisk. You know, that'll be the hey. It was shortened because of this, but we that's that's what we had at our disposal. And next year we'll go back to playing 162. I <laughs> there's so many, you know, people Ken Rosenthal and Jason Stark wrote an, an article, you and I talked about it a little bit before, but there's ideas that are out there. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, Sundays being or Saturdays, whatever it may be, double header days, uh, to try to catch up on that time. I think later today we're going to find out what MLBPA and the and Major League Baseball decide collectively what they're going to do. That will answer the the service time question because I mean we we because we you know are with the Phillies and talk about the Phillies we we think wholeheartedly about JT. Right. Think if you're like <laughs> you're the Dodgers and you traded for Mookie Betts, you know, uh, and, and now you're and if if that season were to accrue and, and you don't even get him and he leaves, he doesn't even play a game right. for you. I mean, nuts. Absolutely. I, it is nuts. And I mean, you know, obviously going back, they, they're not going to redo that situation. They take, <laughs> take a chance go at Mookie back. Betts. Yeah. You're going to take a chance at Mookie Betts any day of the week, but for any year there is, but, um, but that's just, I mean, these are all like, again, at the end of the day, they're, they're, um, pretty big local questions for 
for you know for the Phillies uh, where JT is concerned, or for the Dodgers where Betts is concerned, or whatever. These are pretty big local issues, but I, I, obviously the, the MLB and the MLBPA they got to come up with something um, they uh, to address it. And I, again, I just think we're smart enough. You know, looking back, we can say, look, all we had was sixty games. But it will mean so much to be able to play those 60 games. It will mean so much for for the players. Um, it will mean so much for the franchises financially, clearly, who still have to pay a lot of employees, mm-hmm. um, you know, without the same revenue stream that they once had. Uh, you know, at some point, they're going to have to address you know, whether it's marketing, advertising, ticket sale. I mean, all these things are, are they add up and um so whatever we can get out there, I think I think we got to get out there and do. And um, I don't know if double headers like if that. I mean, again, you, you you can add some extra games in. I don't know if they decide to maybe expand rosters a little bit for this year because if they're going to put a bunch of extra double headers in there, maybe they need to just keep the extra man on the roster at all times, yeah. right? Instead of just yep. for the double header day, if you're going to have one a week. Um, I think travel is going to be an issue because they're going to probably have to blow up the schedule and start over. Um, and then do you just, I don't know, let's say you only play in your division um, and you only play those teams in your division or only teams in your league. You don't do any interleague play. Um, uh, and you do kind of a, I don't know, qualifying for the playoffs type thing, almost a 60-game sprint to get to the end or 80 game sprint or a hundred game sprint or whatever, and then get into the play. I don't know. I don't, it's, it'll be intriguing. I, I told you my idea the other day, um, which was match up league for league. And if you got the, you know, the NL East matches up with the AL East. So it keeps it even right. As far as the number of teams. Yeah. Uh, because you think 19 games a year against interdivision teams, that's going to put it at what 76 games, right? And if you well, add one, or, you know, you could have one or two teams that they play. I have no idea. It just it just different okay. ways. I can't even imagine what's going on at Major League Baseball offices. Not only with negotiations with the PA side, but the other side, which you said, you know, the scheduling, the marketing, everything that's going on that's involved. I, I just. Glad I am what I – I'm glad I do what I do. Let's just say that. Yeah, you can just sit back and wait for somebody to tell you, here's what we're going to do, right? Yep. It's not It's not on your desk to clear <laughs> – no. check that box. Uh, but think about but I mean, think about like think the, about, the, the I sprint think, that I think it's going to be. Yeah, I mean, I think with the, if, you, if you do have, have extra doubleheaders, I think you have to sort of really think about the, the schedule regionally um, because travel becomes a big issue. You can't – like, I, I don't know, do the Phillies end up not playing the West, right? Do they end up not going to the West Coast at all? I don't know. Um, and they all, if like as you said, they only play teams in the East. I mean, you can't do it strictly within the division because then somebody can't play every day. Yep. Um, because there's an odd number of teams in the division. So you have to expand it at least a little bit beyond that. I think there will, I, you know, depending on the number of games, I think baseball would probably try to keep it as balanced as possible um, to eliminate any, you know, crying or whining about, oh, well, you guys had to play the AL East. Well, the AL East is so much better than the, you know, pick your poison or whatever, right? So 
somebody's going to say, well, the schedule's out of balance, and they made the playoffs because of this, and they, you know, well, again, like we talked about at the outset, it is what it is for this year, and that's what it's going to have to be for this year, and everybody's going to have to just live with it, and 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 maybe as you said, Kevin, just be like, look, we're just happy to be playing. Let's just play whoever we play and see yeah. what happens. It's almost like pickup games, just like. Absolutely. You know it's not going to yeah. be, but I mean, it almost feels yeah, like Yeah, no, I get Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Just, hey, we're going to go out and we're going to play today. And, well, and that'll be a, a win in, a, in and of itself. I, I think everyone would agree that's been around the game. You go, what, 50 and 50, right? You split it up. Teams are going to win 50. They're going to lose 50 unless you're a couple of these teams that really, really want right. to lose badly. Uh, right. It's what you do with those last 62. Well, those last 62 could be just the only games. And the more I think about it, I'm going, everyone's involved. <laughs> yeah. And yes, you will. You Like people who are, quote unquote, purists of the game, they believe in 162. It's the number that's been out there for, uh, for a long time. Um, it's not the number that it's been there forever. And there, as we pointed out, there have been other seasons when it's been shorter than 162 or whatever, 156 or whatever it was. Uh, I, I just think, hey, yes, it may not bring the true cream to the top, uh, but it's it's what we got. It's yeah. all we got. So we'll just, you know, just Take go with it. it. Yeah. Well, how about, how about the other idea? Restarting the seat. When you restart the season, starting up with the All-Star game. In 1981, they did it. And this year uh, – I, I think trying to figure out the teams and, and how that would go <clears throat> is one thing. Yeah. But the uh, idea of getting people involved again, I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, I, obviously I like I think it. it comes down to, obviously that comes down to in a lot of respects when, uh, when we look at a possible start date, I mean, and we're not even in the pardon the pun in the ballpark of, of figuring mm-hmm. that out yet. I know, you know, baseball, I, if it was in July, I think I'd be all for it. Um, if it was, if the season started June one, I'm not sure. You know, I don't know. There's so much TV revenue tied to the the All Star Game. Um, it's obviously a, a signature event for the league. And this year being um, in LA, this year being in LA, Dodger Stadium, and uh, pretty big deal. And so, you know, I. I don't know. I, again, if I think if they got to the point where it was going to be the season starts in July sometime, then I, I think the idea has some real merit. I think if the season starts earlier than that, I think we could still find a way to split it in half, do an all-star game, you know. And it would it be totally based on, you know, stats of the first 30 games? Uh, again, Maybe so. Maybe that's all we got, but that's what we'll work with. That's the paren- that's the framework within which we'll work. Well, and then there, there's other thoughts that, that Rosenthal and Jason Stark have come up with, and you know, a lot of neutral site games might be um, needed based on the yeah. fact that some of these metropolitan areas are are affected right. more than others, and yeah, New and York I, being I, I, one of them, right? Like just. They could be playing in Tampa, let's say, not even in, at, at, at Rays Stadium, whatever that is, Tropicana. Right. Uh, they could be playing at their spring training site. Right. And, and you're like those thoughts going. I'm like, I'd take it right now. I know Yankee fans probably wouldn't, but at the same time, 
that for areas that are in devastation, it's like just anything of hope. You're like, yes, please give me something. <laughs> yeah. And, and I mean, I think we're, you know, it's an interesting idea. It's still a few, uh, still a ways off because, you know, what's, what's a hot spot right now, metropolitan areas that, that are, that are really suffering right now may not be in three weeks. It might've moved on to other places where, where the real struggle then becomes. So, that's hard to handicap and predict. Um, but I, I mean, it's naive to think there's not a big segment of the population that would welcome the idea of, uh, you know, I just homeschooled my kids for seven hours today, yep. tried to find something to do inside, outside without coming near anybody else. Um, I would really like to sit down and watch a baseball game or watch a basketball game or whatever. And, would they care if there was anybody in the stands or not? Probably not. Um, they would just want to watch it, right? Yeah. They would just want that escape from, you know. Um, I mean, I know there's a lot of stuff on Netflix, but this what would kind be a of live teacher are you? Sporting event. What's that? What kind of teacher are you? A really terrible one. <laughs> <laughs> Judging by my kids' reaction to me every day, I'm a terrible teacher. It's funny because I I have often thought, uh, look back on my life, people have said, well, what would you be doing if you didn't do what you do for a living? And and there was a point in my life where I thought, well, if this doesn't work out, what am I going to do? I'm not qualified to do anything. Maybe I could maybe I could become a teacher. Um, You know, there's always a need for for good teachers. Maybe I could do that. And now after maybe it's the age group I'm not connecting with. I don't know. But. These kids are eating me for lunch on a daily basis. Well, I could help you out with that stuff. You know me. Yeah. I mean, okay. Yeah, well, yeah, you come t- from I, a family of educators, so I, see, yes, I do. You've got yes, you've got an upper hand in that. I, I I would allow you to be within our six foot circle <laughs> if you would be my kids' teachers for a while. I, here, here's the here's the thing. I I found today that uh, Tenley took me serious. I wore I wore a dress shirt and a tie and shorts and flip-flops but i wore a, a dress shirt and a tie just to like just show her what were you doing a zoom interview of some kind no 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 i was okay. just uh what do we do today we did tea for turtle um, okay and you did tea for tie yeah a lot of coloring um our science project today was more it was more or less science project with magnets so build okay. something all right yeah. So as you really all, good we, as you as you well know, I'm in Florida and I'm at a rented condo in Florida and have been here for a few weeks. And um, so we we don't have uh, like we're trying to to I don't know. I have two kindergarten girls and they want to do arts and crafts. And I'm literally digging through the recycling like, uh, oh, here's some old yogurt cups. What can we make out of this? Here's some. Uh, a cereal box. What can we make out of this? I mean, it's like I don't like I don't have a. Like, we have a lot of that stuff at home in Philadelphia, yeah. but uh, not a lot of that here. Uh, so we're, but I mean, we're getting by. We're 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 in good shape. I don't mean to sound like I'm complaining. I know a lot of people are up against the same challenges, but uh, what well, yeah, we said we're uh, we're we're bringing laughter today. We're not bringing seriousness. Because it- absolutely, and um, in all seriousness, I'm a terrible teacher. Yeah, and I was okay at the uh, the surf instruction. 
And so I, I asked Gus, yeah. your son, what would what would you like? What would Larry be if there was like the three of us as teachers? You know, Dad would be yeah, he's the teacher in there. You're the teacher in the water, and Larry would just teach us all the bad stuff. And I thought that was fantastic. <laughs> yes, I I don't know how many times my son has uh, belched, and uh, and I said Gus. And he says, what? Larry does it. Oh, I love it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, life lessons of Larry. That, see, that's another reason why he needs to go on the wall. His belching ability? No, just to... You think about, like, the people that have grown up in this area, listen to him or, wa- you know, watched him, watch him interview, uh, just see his antics. He's legendary that way. And, and, and people have a story. So there's Gus's story. Yeah, I, you're right. Everybody's got a, a their own. I meet people all the time that have their their own personal Larry Anderson story. Uh, it usually uh, begins with "I was in a bar once." <laughs> dot dot dot. Uh, and they never get old for him when he hears them back. Uh, instead of "Once upon a time," it was, <laughs> I was in a bar once. it's a beautiful thing because you 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 think of he's we cherish him and i know you cherish him more than anything because of the friendship that you guys have i cherish him because of how he's always been since i was a player here which you forgot i played uh and and just did you say the way he treats me in general like i cherish that yeah he's he's totally genuine i mean he will People ask all the time, is that for real? Like, is Larry like, oh, yeah, that's him. Um, he, what you hear on the air, I think, by and large, most days, that is Larry Anderson. And I, that's, like, going back to it, that's the uh, authenticity of, of Harry and Whitey. I mean, that's, yeah. that was who Whitey was. I mean, that's uh, who Harry was. Uh, that's the on- authenticity that... Uh, I think resonates with people and, and uh, it's part of the reason why they love them because when they do have their story, I was in a bar, dot, 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 all jokes aside, they find Larry to be the guy they thought he would be because of the way he is on the air. And that's because he's the same. He's well, being, I himself. found out Harry's nickname for him is still my favorite breakdown. Breakdown. I love that. The, LA breakdown. <laughs> yep. Uh, breakdown. <laughs> Yep. Can't even get deep. I can't even get deep. Like like yeah. hey, Harry, I, I won't even try it. Are you putting this online today? Yeah. Or is this tomorrow? Yeah. As no, we tape today. this today, it's Wednesday, the twenty fifth. Tomorrow would have been uh, HK. That's what I was day. gonna say. It's like opening day. Yeah, and opening day. That's and right. opening day. Can you believe that? In, in uh, I don't know, maybe some maybe some alternate universe. We're all playing baseball tomorrow. Hey, and someone's announcing it. Yeah. It's a good thought. I mean, uh, you know, when um, when we saw the schedule come out for 2020, and we joked that there would be nobody there on opening day in Miami. <laughs> how little did we know how right we would be. Oh, man. Well, because I told you that I looked up the last couple of years that when they had the Cubs in, they were like 35,000 opening Yeah, they had a big opening day. Yeah, big opening day, usually. 12,000 the next day. Yeah, yeah. Last year was the Rockies. 
27,000 and then they had 6,200. I was like, well, I think we're going to be on the 6,200 side on the second day. And, and yeah. little did I know, you know, we you know what though? Closer all, to that. I mean, all, all jokes aside though, wouldn't you give anything to oh. see a baseball game in front of 6,000 fans in front of no Would, one? I don't really care. Yeah. Right. I mean, just to see it going on. I, I was telling you about buddies that have been live tweeting the Korea inter squad games that have been put on that's, YouTube. That's a, Desperate times call for desperate measures, I guess. Yeah, and so that's why I called you. Anyway, uh, I've had a blast. <laughs> hey, thanks for having me. I know you got to go that, and, and, and have... teach more. Lunch has already happened, so lunch has happened. We got to get to uh, specials today. We're going to do some espanol, I think. And... Oh, see, see, fuego, <laughs> playa, siempre, siempre, y <laughs> <laughs> playa. <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, yeah. thanks for doing this. And uh, hey, anytime. Uh, I I got time on my hands outside. I, of I figured hours, you did. So. Yeah. Tell the kids I said hi. We said hi. Will do. All right. And that was Scott Fransky. And like me, it's just good hearing his voice, and in the right way that you need to hear it in your ears. And just look, we're in the same boat. Everyone's in the same boat. We're not going to speak for anyone else on it, but. Man, we'd love to call a baseball game and talk baseball right now, so that's why we're doing it. And we hope you enjoyed it. That was another episode of Pie Tar for Breakfast. Hit me up at, at Kevin Franzen on Twitter. Give me some ideas. Let's go. It's time. Try to get your guys that you want uh, interviewed during this time, and, and uh, we'll go from there. So everyone stay safe. Make sure that uh, our goal is, is the same goal every day, flatten the curve. Peace. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.